The expressed views of the following podcast are those of the hosts and theirs exclusively. They do not represent the views of our sponsors. What's up, guys? It's Nick Stevenson, once again telling you about Amity Innovations. Look, I realize I've already told you how they specialize in green energy, whole home solar systems, geothermal heating and cooling systems, and that's all true. They do that. But a huge part of what they do is providing whole home backup generators. Listen, here in the Houston area, we discovered firsthand there's not a time of year that you don't need to worry about possibly losing power. Hurricane season is here. Wintertime is coming. Summertime, you might lose your power. Don't be stuck in the dark. Don't be stuck in the hot or cold. Give Amity Innovations a call at 832-331-3580 or go to www.amitybgi.com. Get a free estimate. Tell them that the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast sent you. Call the green builders you can trust, Amity Innovations, where we create the difference. You're listening to the Smells Like Middle Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now, here are your hosts. Nick Stevenson and Naomi Richardson. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again, whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world. Welcome to episode 53 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. Coming to you from the Stephen Terry Pest Elimination Studio in Deer Park, Texas, I am your gracious and humble host, Nick Stevenson. Naomi Richardson, a.k.a. the man-eaters in the building. <laughs> My man Josh Beard is on the ones and twos. What it do. And we have two very special guests. Uh, if you are a resident of the Deer Park, Pasadena, Southeast Houston area, uh, these gentlemen need no introduction. If you're a listener of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast, you know who these gentlemen are. Uh, first of all, Stephen Terry is back with us. Appreciate you coming back in, sir. Thanks for having me. And for the first time in Studio A, a.k.a. Stephen Terry Pest Elimination Studio, we have Larry Showalter. Great to be here. <laughs> Good to have you here, man. I've been talking about you and telling the, telling the listeners, you know, how grateful we are for your for your friendship and your companionship and what you've contributed to our podcast. So it was good to finally have you in studio, man. Great to be here. Uh, I would, only thing that's missing is an omelet. Me and Larry like to go to <laughs> to Ken's <laughs> yeah. and get ourselves an omelet, you know, at least once a month. Thank but you, um, I'm glad to have you here, man. I'm glad to finally have you part of the show. So, um. Ironically, we have you two gentlemen here. I'm going to go ahead and get into it before headlines. You know, sometimes you plan things. <laughs> just got to roll with it. And then it. you just got to roll with it. <laughs> so it. everybody knows that Stephen Terry is um, the man when it comes to pest elimination. And a lot of you know that, thanks to us. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've told you guys, you know, Ellen and Roofing, like I said, you, you guys know who these guys are. Larry, I see your signs everywhere. Um, your signs are not just synonymous with the Deer Park area, but they're synonymous with who you are as a person, what your business uh, motto is, and that's to take care of people and take care of the community. You guys are both active in the community. So um, I'm glad that you guys are both here together, and a lot of people may wonder why bring them in together. Well, you guys recently made an amazing announcement that Ellen and Roofing uh, is teaming up with Stephen Terry, and you guys have created now Upscale Roofing, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. So I call this a dyad in the force. I don't know if anybody watches Star Wars, but that's <laughs> the yes. dyad in the force is when two very force strong people come together and then they just make like 
basically this super human connection. Super business. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's a super, it's a powerhouse. And so I told you guys both when you were, you know, Larry came to me and told me he was talking about getting in uh, to business with you, Stephen. I said, that sounds like a match made in heaven for me. Cause you guys are two of my favorite guys. So congratulations on that. So when was the official announcement? Uh, last Tuesday after the hurricane. Okay. Actually it was Saturday before the Tuesday. Kind of sort. Yeah, I guess, you know, we were talking about it and put some stuff out there, but we didn't really start going, you know, blasting everything on social media and everything until right, Tuesday. Right, right. We woke up Tuesday morning and we we're sitting there, and Larry goes, make, make the post, make the post. Come right, on, right, right. Let's do it. So what kind of response did you guys get? I mean, like I said, you guys are well-known like in the community. I feel like it was really good. You know, um, you know, I got a lot of uh, instant messages or direct messages, whatever you want to call them, and right. uh, people were messaging me. And then Larry's phone, Larry's phone was already blowing up because it was a freaking hurricane. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so you guys went straight to work. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> he called me that, you know, we lost power, so I was, you know, laying in bed. And uh, he calls, like, all right, let's go. Time to, time to get running. Yeah. So we literally hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you guys here, man. Congratulations on that. Um, you know, ironically, the, what we decided to talk about today is trying to balance life and work. And both of you are very successful businessmen, so you've had to navigate those waters um, for several years now. And I think you guys probably have a good – you probably have a good grasp of the do's and the do-nots at this point. And I think if anybody's listening today and maybe that's something they're struggling mm-hmm. with, you guys are going to be – the perfect people to speak on this subject. So I know, um, I, know uh, I could use, certainly use some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <me> yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, um, Larry, make sure that mic's in front of you. Okay. There you go. Alrighty. So uh, we'll get into that, but first let's talk about the headlines of the week uh, with Naomi. Headlines. Headlines. All right. All right. Great to be back here with y'all in the studio. Uh, starting off headlines, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital is about to receive a massive donation from one of the world's richest people, entrepreneur Elon Musk, the ultra-wealthy CEO and co-founder of Tesla, and the CEO and founder of SpaceX, tweeted that he will donate $50 million to the hospital. The announcement on Twitter comes after SpaceX's trailblazing three-day tourist trip, as some dub it, ended safely Saturday with a splashdown in the Atlantic Ocean. The all-amateur crew was the first to circle the world without a professional astronaut. The four-person crew included Haley Arsenault, I hope I pronounced that correctly, a childhood cancer survivor who now works for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So that's just awesome. I love hearing positive stories like that. Absolutely. Um, nothing wrong with that, Elon. I got nothing bad to say about that. Right? Some of the other stuff you do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but flamethrowers, seriously, <laughs> come Don't on. talk about my man like that. <laughs> Um, on the flip side, I know a lot of y'all are following the Petito story. Uh, latest update is law enforcement underwater dive team arrived at a nature reserve in Florida on Wednesday as part of the search for Brian Laundrie, Gabby Petito's fiance, who has been missing for several days. The ongoing search comes as investigators try to piece together what happened to Petito, who's 20, who was 22, and Laundrie, who's 23. Petito's remains were recovered in Wyoming's Bridger Teton. Teton. Yeah, I don't know how to do that one either. Teton. (laughs) Teton. Teton. National Forest on Sunday, and a coroner made the initial determination Tuesday that she did die by homicide. Um, Both Petito and Laundrie obviously were missing. Laundrie is still being searched for, so we'll see what comes of that. Um, Comedian Norm MacDonald... 
R.I.P. has passed. Absolutely. I am I'm so bummed to hear that. Just grew up watching his stuff. Hilarious, hilarious. I hilarious. used to do a pretty good Norm McDonald impression, but I'm not gonna go for it today. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that and not do it. Uh, maybe by the yeah. end of the show. We'll okay, see. maybe later. Okay. Maybe later. I'm gonna hold we'll, you to it. We'll stick a pin in that. <laughs> McDonald had been privately battling cancer for nine years and died Tuesday morning. Uh, Houston Texans rookie Davis Miller is to start. Uh, the quarterback position Thursday against the Panthers. Um, Coach David Coley said the one-and-one Texans plan to elevate Jeff Driscoll from the practice squad to back up Mills against the 2-0 and Panthers. Super Bowl! Oh, and yeah. in case anybody was wondering, <laughs> Davis Miller is new to the team. The old quarterback <laughs> is Davis Mills. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was um, counting on you, Stephen. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and Beautiful. from our favorite state in the United States, obviously outside of ourselves, a Florida man has been sentenced to 90 days of home detention and 288 hours of community service for his part in a trafficking scheme in which live water monitor lizards were stuffed into socks and concealed inside electronics to be smuggled from the Philippines to the United States. Leave it what? to Florida. Florida. Okay, yeah. so what do the lizards do? They, they were trying to be smuggled in yeah, socks for, and electronics. For pets? Probably, maybe. Maybe you, you know those frogs like people used to lick so they could get high? <laughs> Is that a thing? No? I don't okay. know. I don't know. These kids, I mean, it's Tide Pods. <laughs> last I heard, I don't know. You're showing your age there, Nick. <laughs> it, it was before my time. It was before my time, but yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, the Rockets still suck. The Texans still suck. The Cowboys will definitely always suck. I don't even <laughs> want to hear anything about the way that they played, okay? I don't want to hear it. And the Astros <laughs> are still the 2017 world champions. Absolutely. Ooh. And possibly 2021. Woo-woo. Um, we can we change that last too. part? I know that's our thing. Can we change that to, like, fuck Steve from Blue's Clues, uh, fuck Britney oh Spears? Oh, my gosh. No, we can't? Okay. <laughs> Moving hater, forward, hater. moving forward. You know what I hope? This, this is the last thing I'll say about it. I hope someone from one of your childhood shows comes back and speaks directly to you, and you get all emotional or say <laughs> it's not going to happen. It, and then it's not going to happen. Point fingers at you. And <sighs> it's not going to happen. I think moving. Mr. Rogers is dead, so it can't happen. <laughs> yeah, for thank me. you. Unless his skeleton <laughs> pops out of the ground, thriller style, it's not going to happen. They're going to make a CGI of him. <laughs> so look, look. Okay, so the Gabby Petito story, extremely sad. Um, I think what we need to do is the people from the Don't Fuck With Cats documentary. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They, they, need, they need to find... Have you already found... Uh, if you're uh, on Brian TikTok, Laundry. there's people breaking down videos, and there there was... The biggest thing right now is there was a YouTube channel. That I think they're called Red, Right, and Bluth. I think it's the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they happened to be having a dash cam on their, on their car right. while they were filming, and they happened to drive past their van. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can see that there's there's a couple of different things you can see. There's one where you can see from a distance that the doors of that van are open, mm-hmm. and as they get closer, the door closes. Okay. Because when they get when they get there, there's you you can't see anything. So there's definitely somebody there. Do we know who it is? No, because we don't know. We can't see it. Right. As it gets closer, if you zoom zoom in on the bottom, there is the actual pair of flip flops that Gabby's wearing in the last post on her Instagram. Yeah, behind the van. No, it's the it's the Crazy. it's the sandal she's wearing in the police video. Yeah, or sitting behind. The and van. then b- next to that, looks like it's her some kind of book she was carrying with her. Yeah. And as it goes forward, you can see her hat on the dash and the little pet, the little um, cacti she was carrying around. Okay, so yeah, so these th- those are the people who love being like. 
private investigators to find out what happened. We need somebody to actually find this dude. He's 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 not lost. He's hiding. Right. So we need someone to find him. Well, he can be found. And the people from that documentary don't fuck with cats. Like they were. Oh, they were. They were like next level. They were next level. The best video I saw so far was some lady that on the Gabby posts. There was somebody going on the Brian. I'm sorry, the Brian Instagram. Yeah. There was somebody on there posing as Gabby, like. Please don't, uh, please don't talk about Brian like that. Whatever, someone was able to click on it, find out. Long story short, find out that um, it's using a Gmail that has her name and her birthday, who's <coughs> tied to a phone number that happens to end in the exact same two phone numbers as his mother, and then that the name of that owner of that um, Gmail has the same initials as his father. So it's it looks like the f- the parents are posing as Gabby, wow, trying to go on Brian's post and say don't talk about Brian and going to all these posts and acting as Gabby. That's not her, obviously. Just messy, messy, messy. I'll send you the Wait, video. This is before we realized she was dead. This is before we realized. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, this was like Monday. Yeah, that's like some QAnon stuff. I don't know about all that. All <laughs> no, I know is that we really don't know true. what happened. I would say all signs point to this young man probably killed her. Um, I'm not gonna. And it's been ruled a homicide. So, uh, and everybody likes to be private detective. I just think it's a sad situation. Like, um, I hope Absolutely. their family gets justice. And um, hmm. I don't know. I, I <laughs> you guys know me. I, I get into debates online, and like everybody watched that police video, and they're like, "Oh, you can tell it was premeditated." I was like, "You can't tell anything okay. from this video other than he got assaulted that day." That is, I'm not saying that's an excuse for he's for killing someone. But like the only thing that video tells you is that he got assaulted that day. That's yeah. the only thing it tells you. We don't we don't know the whole story. And I would argue, you know? I would argue, I've I've been in a toxic relationship. I've been physically abused by a woman who was not arrested because she was a woman. I would argue, had the police done their job and actually arrested her for assaulting her boyfriend that day, she might be alive today. Because maybe she get, maybe she gets put in jail and her parents come get her, or and maybe that that trip ends. Because they're separated. Um, right. And I'm, I'm not making excuses for what happened to her or for this this dude. Like, all signs are pointing to he probably killed her. And if he did, uh, throw him under the jail. I don't, I'm not, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying it's, we like to, with the information we know, we like to draw conclusions. Like, right. we don't even know for sure that he did it yep. at this point. Uh, I think the evidence will probably eventually lead us to what happened. Um, and. Yeah. Just I leave it at that. Yeah, it's just man. a sad situation, and I leave it at that. So many people see their own personal experiences in there, though, and I can tell, like, they're injecting yeah, their, their own, own personal experience and narratives, and it's like you gotta wait. And I'm not trying to defend a murderer. I'm just saying you gotta wait. Because yeah. look, I've been accused of doing things I didn't do before, and people jump to conclusions then. So all I'm saying is, is like, all signs are pointing to this dude is probably guilty, but with the information that all of us have, we don't know yet. So sure. all I say is it's sad and, and you know, prayers, any, to, the, prayers any, to their family. Any death and, is sad. Yeah, and hopefully they find justice for, for her and get some closure on that. All righty. Anything else in the headlines we want to talk about? Other than the Cowboys being terrible? I don't know. I think we have a winning record. <laughs> all right. All right. We? We? Um, so we, that was headlines uh, for for this week. And um, Naomi, appreciate you doing your fine research, as always. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and get a Stephen Terry Pest Elimination ad, and we'll hop into our main topic. 
Hey, everybody. It's your gracious and humble host, Nick Stevenson, telling you once again about Stephen Terry Pest Elimination. If you haven't called Stephen Terry yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Summertime's still here. The mosquitoes are still in full force, and they probably won't be gone till about November. That is why, until November, Stephen Terry is offering a monthly mosquito treatment. And if you tell him that you heard about him right here on the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast, he's going to give you half off of your first month of that mosquito treatment. Stephen Terry came to do my ants before. I haven't seen an ant in my house ever since. Stephen Terry did the mosquito treatment at Chris Clark's house. Haven't seen a mosquito at his house. I'm not just telling you guys this because he's a sponsor of the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast and a good friend. I'm telling you this because Stephen Terry gets the job done. His customer service, it all speaks for itself. So give him a call at 713-477-0047. Tell him that the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast sent you. If it's scary, call Stephen Terry. All righty. I was about to say, I've got a super... I had a very scary encounter just the other day. I was in the car rider line picking up my kids, and, you know, it's starting to feel a little bit nicer. You know, fall's officially here. And so I had the windows down, and I'm just on my phone, and I look over, and there's a mosquito. I swear, it's almost about the size of a quarter. And it was, like, orange and black striped. It was a tiger mosquito. I don't know what it was. A tiger mosquito. It started flying at me, and I'm screaming in my car, going crazy. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh. People are like, you should have let it bite you. Maybe it, was, it turned into no. a superhero. Ooh. <laughs> Mosquito woman. <laughs> it doesn't sound very appealing to you me. You already actually. have a name for you. <laughs> oh my God. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. Josh Beard on the ones and twos. King of the sound drops. Okay. Hi-ya. So <laughs> in the United States, um, we are a capitalistic country. And that's not necessarily a bad thing um, because in this country you can put your head down and go to work and grind hard and you can make a good life for yourself. And uh, in that capitalist country, you can go from nothing to whatever you want if you put in the work. And I'm not going to say that America doesn't guarantee outcome, but it guarantees opportunity for everybody to do that. Um, So sometimes you work for yourself, sometimes you work for other people, but... As hard as you want to work, you can you can make the life that you want for yourself, for the most part. I'm not going to get into any like socioeconomical conversations right now. But it's the land of opportunity. So, um, here in America, I think a lot of people take extreme advantage of that. Uh, I've been doing some research on how much we in America work. And one of the articles I read said that you're going to spend about one-third of your life at work and I would venture to say if you're an entrepreneur or you work in the plants you can probably make that more it's probably like half your life yeah if you're an entrepreneur uh you work for yourself um you're spending a lot of time working and obviously the reason you do that is because most of us either want to provide for ourselves or we have families we want to provide for them and maybe even have something to pass on to them later on uh, when we're not here, you know, build a legacy. Um, And so a lot of people um, stay at work. I work with people who stay at work. I know some guys who are always at work. I see them. I'm like, do you ever go home? They're like, yeah, man, a couple times a month. I mean, I'm talking working nine, 10, 11, 12 hour or 12 days straight. And 
you know, they got the nice lifted truck and the <laughs> and the big house and all the stuff. But look, man, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody for doing that. But in my own personal experience, in my younger days, I used to chase the money. If there was overtime to be taken, I took it. If there was an extra job, side hustle, I was doing it because I wanted to make all the money and get the money, get the money, get the money. That was and at the time I had a young my daughter was uh when I was I don't know, it's from the age that she was, you know, newborn to maybe like 6 years old, I was just getting it for that whole time. And um I'll tell you right now, I don't have any of that money right now. <laughs> <laughs> all all that money is gone. Um It's cuz you're sitting in it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this <laughs> this was a whole. I was th- trying to make you feel better. No, Nick. I'm no. Sorry. I wish. No, I wish that was the case. Uh, that money is at bars and, man, dare I say, strip clubs. Uh, <laughs> that, that money is Microwave. maybe. I, I like to think I sent somebody to college. Possibly. Who knows? That's good. <laughs> that's, that's a great feeling. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's good. Um. No. I mean, I did all that work, and you know, I thought I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work, work, work. I'm gonna make a name for myself. I'm a. I'm going to please my employer. And then at the drop of the hat, they let me go anyway. And here I am with a six-year-old daughter that I've missed a ton of time with at this point. And yeah, I had a little bit of money in my 401k, but now I'm unemployed. So the money I'd built up for six years uh, took about a year to spend that. (laughs) And now I was ass out with nothing. And um, I'm not going to sit here and say I was a bad father, but I didn't take advantage of the time that I should have. And so, I think that's probably the story of a lot of people. And some people are addicted to the work. Some people are addicted to the paycheck. They're addicted to the number in their bank account. And they may not even realize it while they're in it. And um, I I don't know what your guys' experience was, but it was a really somber moment for me when I ended up ass out with none of that money and, like, had to start all over again. But I started over with a new mentality of yes i'm gonna work i'm gonna take care of my family but i'm also gonna prioritize spending time with that family because i realized my daughter was not going to remember the things that i bought her she was going to remember the time that we spent together absolutely yeah so i and i'm i'm 37 years old uh i have my daughter's in high school now she's a sophomore um and i have a hard time not feeling like I mean, she's here now, and I try to take advantage of the time that she's here. And trust me, I'm I'm not the workaholic I used to be at all. But it's hard because I feel like there's a lot that I missed, you know. And it's a difficult pill to swallow sometimes. But if you're in that situation, it's never too late to change it. And that's why I'm so glad you guys are here because I know you guys have experienced uh, the ups and downs of trying to find work-life balance. So now that you guys have built this conglomerate, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give the floor to you guys to talk about. Uh, first of all, your early struggles with work-life balance and how you've tried to work towards um, finding more of a balance to, to where you can spend quality time with your family, but still, you know, do what you got to do to take care of them. Where you got, who, who wants to go first? Oh, man. Who want, I'll let the boss go first. I should have put the buzzers in the middle <laughs> of the table. <laughs> you know, uh, so I've always been, so my dad's always owned his own business since I was a little kid. So I've always been kind of in the, the uh, self-employed realm, I guess, what you right. would say. And so, and then you grow up and you go work for your dad and working for your dad is freaking hard. 
Yeah. He's, he's your boss and he's your dad. So Expectations. He, so he can fire yeah. you and he can spank you. <laughs> right. I'm a grown man, dad. But, um, so there was always that. And then, uh, so I, me and my dad have, had been partners for a long time. And then I just got burnt out of working for my dad. Yeah. So, um, I went and I went to work in the plant. So I was an operator for almost 10 years. And yeah. so, are you still single at this time? Uh, no, no. I started my business with my dad in 2000 and me and my wife at, she was my girlfriend at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, so I was single, but you know, I mean, almost practically married, I guess you were ghetto married. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, okay. <laughs> so, but at this point you're focused on, on yeah, getting it in. Getting it, right. Yeah. So I'm working, you know, trying to work and it's so, man, oh, we could go down so many different rabbit holes right now. There's, doing business now is so much easier with social media and just the way that you can advertise to people. Mm -hmm. So you could work your ass off for 12 hours, 14 hours a day or whatever, and not reach a fraction of the people that you can reach now by just going on Facebook and making a post or, or get on the gram and stuff like that. So you had to really grind it. Like, you know, when you're out working, if you stop at somebody's house to spray them for ants or something like that, you know, you got to go talk to all the neighbors and, you know, then right. you got to hurry up, jump in your truck and run to the next one. If you do that, you know, 10, 11 times a day, it gets tough, you know. So I got burnt out on it. Yeah. And that's when I went to the plants and, you know, like all my buddies, like you say, driving the big old jacked up. Chevy right, right. Whatever, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I need to give me one of those. Exactly. And, uh, so I did that and I grinded it there, you know, working just the same amount of hours, but, you know, made, made quite a bit more money doing that. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I would have been probably still would be there if they hadn't told me that they thought I had cancer and had to go through a whole bunch of screenings and stuff like that. And it right. freaked me out. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's yeah. like you say, that's when I really started putting things into perspective. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, when I was working for myself and working with my dad, family time, always, always, always family time. We all, you know, birthdays, we didn't miss anything. Right. I'm at the plant. It's like, you know, it's my wife's birthday, and somebody says, hey, you want to work? You want, want some overtime? Hell yeah, I want some overtime. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, you, you do get sucked into that. And then so at, after I went through that whole screening process, um, I, me and my wife had some conversations, and I told her that I wanted to quit my job, you know, yeah. making like, you know, I mean, at the plants, these guys, when we're, we're the dumbest people on planet. <laughs> make, making $150,000 a year, you know, like you just think, so that's a lot rich. of, yeah, yeah. you think you are. And so like, and my wife, when I told her I wanted to give it up, she said, give it up. Yeah. You know, yep. mm-hmm. come be with your family. It's called being hood rich is what oh, it is. That's yeah. what I call it. You're cash rich. Oh, absolutely. You got the jacked up truck. You got the big house. You got the swimming pool in the back and you are in debt up to your fucking eyeballs. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, and it's true though. And the thing is, is in this country, but that's what we're programmed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because it's capitalist, right? So it, it, if you actually stop and think about, hey Larry, I'm gonna ask you a favor. You throw your gum in that paper right there. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. It's okay. Um, perfectionist Nick strikes again. It's, I'm not a perfectionist. It's it's a thing. It's the, a thing. the evidence is piling against you, Nick. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you. You know, Larry, he really likes when you take your cup of ice and just kind of <laughs> yeah. swish it around the mic. I'm he really he really gets him going. <sighs> I forgot. What was I saying now? Uh oh. You're talking about you're talking about um 
Yeah. <laughs> Just we're talking cow. about debt. Americans no, making okay, money. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you think about America, it's capitalist. Like, right. If you think about it, everything that's surrounding you is somebody trying to get some money from you. Every time a commercial plays on a podcast or the radio, <laughs> every time you see a sign, a billboard, like everything is about the exchange of goods and money. And it's 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 not a bad thing, but we get programmed to where you have to have stuff. That is how you are successful when you have things, when you have bought a home, when you have a car, right. when you have nice things, when you're able to go on vacation. This is what we've been programmed as to this is what success is, is having things. Well, American government mm-hmm. and businesses, you know, they make it so easy for people to accrue debt. You know, oh, you yeah. want this? You know what? You don't even have to pay anything right now. And you know what? We're going to make your payments so low. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's so easy that they just yeah. hand it out to everybody. And then that's when, you know, all the big problems happen. You know? And it happens before you know it. Absolutely. You're in debt and you don't even have anything yeah. for that debt. But if you have, you know, a perfect credit score and you buy everything in cash, you, it's very difficult. Oh, you want to uh, book a hotel room? We need a credit card. Debit right. card? No, no, no. Credit card. Exactly. So you have to... It's, it does not make any sense. It's, it's a scam. It's, it, yeah, th- there's definitely a problem with the system. But the reason they're able to do that is because they can get away with it because people want stuff. People so want stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. It's because now, our, like you kind of going what you're saying, society is now measured on not the value of your worth of what you can do. It's measured now what you own. What you got. What you got. That's that the the transition of what your worth has moved from, or what is your potential to help me make more money, right? So I can get more stuff, right? That's basically what it boils down stuff. to. And, and I like to think that's hopefully shifting away from all that. There's yeah. a lot more service-minded people and helping out one another. Hopefully, one so might hope. I'm I mean, Elon Musk just gave fifty million dollars to <laughs> to St. Jude's. Sure, that's a tax write-off for him, but you know, still, it's it's great, it's very nice of him. It's, it's great. <laughs> I, I, I'm an Elon Musk fan. So. I, I I don't have I, a problem with the guy. I don't have a problem with. I him think at he's all. crazy, and I like crazy. So he's literally <laughs> our actual Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what he just is. Just not good looking and no charisma. But he, other than that, he's not bad looking. He does. He he's he's a total nerd, man. It, okay. well, I yeah. love nerds. Nerds are hot. He's not Tony Stark. He's more he like is. Bruce Banner. <laughs> I'm gonna start pushing that every time you make something like that. That's starting right now. No, okay. So <laughs> He's cute. But the, here's the thing, though. So <laughs> think about when you were a kid, though. And um, I, I grew up very different. We didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't get things. Um, so maybe that's what made me appreciate the things that I do have now. And I'm probably my wife would tell you I'm a cheapskate. Because <laughs> I'm just used, I'm just, I'm used to being frugal. Like that's my thing. Um, it hurts to spend money. I hate it. Speaking of that, I need uh, my ladder back. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't sell me. Wait, wait. <laughs> what? Okay. Yes, you can have your ladder. You, back. You're borrowing my ladder for so long, so you have to pay for one. Right. See. You don't need it. <laughs> See. <laughs> anyway. No. And so, but you know, my wife, she grew up. Um, she, I'm not going to say they were wealthy, but the family was well off. Her father owned a business. Her grandfather, like the family owned a business. And she was used to just having things, the things she needed and the things she wanted. And so when we came together, <laughs> uh, we had very different philosophies on like me. I'm not going to say she placed. I, I think my wife would tell you at a point in her life, 
she probably was what she would call materialistic. And I'm not, I'm not calling, I'm not saying that to like say she was a bad person, but like she was just used to being able to have stuff. She likes stuff and having what you want. And she had this idea that, okay, this is the house (laughs) I need to live in. This is the car I need to drive. This is like at this, at this age. And that's kind of something we do too as a society. We program like, okay, you should have this by this time. You should be doing this by hand, marriage, kids. uh, And, you know, we're, we're all kind of looking at the other person to see what they got. And what it does is, I mean, I guess you could say it keeps the economy going because we're just constantly, oh, I got to get that. You know, <laughs> look at that. Ah, oh, I just bought this truck, but look at his truck. Yep, yep. Scroll <laughs> that is, that is a nice truck. Just got, oh <laughs> right, you know? And so um, it's so, I don't want to say dangerous, but for me, when I, when I finally realized what I was doing, I stopped. And, and it, like I said earlier, my child's not going to remember what I got for her for Christmas three years ago in 20 years. She's not going to remember the toy or the earring or, the you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, if it was Nintendo 64, you would never forget that. <laughs> I remember a handful <laughs> of my favorite Christmas gifts, but that, that was it. Right. I mean, it was probably the big ones, right? Because that was... That was the thing that validated you to your friends. I got a 64. I'm the man. I got a 64. I got a PlayStation 1. Right. I got so a even, PlayStation I mean, 2. All right. I'm going gonna, gonna to nerd out here. My, my favorite Christmas gift I ever got was a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> that did not make you cool with your friends. So I would go down to the bayou and collect samples, and it was like crazy. Like what You could see this what? stuff. It was so cool. Oh my no, God. microscopes so cool. are cool, but I'm not going to say that's a gift you got that you got for status. That's <laughs> that's definitely not the case. I've, I've always, but you know, guys underst- beat my you guys drum. understand what I'm saying. Though. Like even as kids, like we yeah. like to compare. I mean, there was some mean kids at school. I had jacked up shoes, and they'd make fun of me for wearing jacked up shoes. Like I don't know. And so when you become an adult, you really don't lose that. You want stuff. You want, and it's hard to not. Um, it's hard to say to yourself, "I'm not going to worry about what other people think." Because yeah, you can say that, but. When you're in the thick of it, like people want to be liked, people want to be accepted. But what's it what's it cost? At what cost? Hmm. Okay, you're working a third to nearly some people nearly half of their lives. Um, the average American still today, if they have an emergency, can't afford a five hundred dollar emergency payment though. Oh, absolutely. Yep. All that work, all Much- that stuff. Even even worse than that is they're terrified to have to ask their boss. For the time off, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, they're going to get let go. I mean, it's crazy. So many people go without treatment and I mean, not because of the money, but because they're just terrified of losing their job. Yeah. And I'll get that's that's absolutely true. And I I was looking at some statistics of people, how much vacation time is left on the table. And we'll get to we'll get to that in a little bit. It's a lot. Yeah. I used to leave so much vacation time on it because I was more worried about I'll get paid for it extra. Right. Instead of actually, just taking, actually the taking the vacation. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So when you, like, I'm, I'm going to get to your guys' personal experiences too. Um, so Larry, you said, I'm sorry, Stephen, when <laughs> you were in the plants, you and your current wife were dating. No, no, no. We had, we got married. Um, uh, when did we get married? Oh, 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 two. Watching this, yeah. He, it's oh, been two. it's been such a wonderful time. He's just time his flies mind. when you're having fun. So we got married in 02 and I didn't go to the plants until 
uh, like 2009. Okay. At any point, did you working affect your relationship? No. But because my wife and I have an amazing relationship. So it didn't, it didn't affect our relationship. Uh, it, we just did things differently. Right. What it did affect was my relationship with my kids. Okay. So my son, Ethan just graduated from high school this year and he was, um, I think he was in eighth grade or ninth grade whenever I quit the plant to do this. And, we got to a point to where he and I were having a conversation one time, and I, oh man, he's such a good kid. He uh, he said, we were talking. He said, Dad, you know, I know we don't have as much money as we used to have, but I, I like having you around. Hmm. Yeah, Aww. and I was like, oh, <laughs> hit you in the field. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hit all you in that the loss. I mean, you yeah. know, whatever it may be. Totally worth it. Yeah, so yeah. That was, that's the yeah. thing. That was the thing. And so I knew, you know, I knew that my wife and I. <laughs> was that bothering you the whole time? No. I almost fine. got up too. I was like. <laughs> I wanted to set a timer to see how long it would take. <laughs> I mean, technically, right around the time that I started this timer, um, it's been about 15 minutes it's cool. sitting on the table. It's cool. Uh, to, to the listening audience, we've had two wads of gum in the middle of the table for the last 10 minutes. Staring at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, No. So, Okay. That's 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 a beautiful thing, man. And I'm I'm honestly surprised that because even if it didn't affect your marriage, if it's affecting you and your kids, sometimes like that could easily trickle right, over right. into some marriage issues. But I will say this that since I have gotten out of the plants and I'm doing my thing, so my wife actually uh runs my business for me. She's the she's the reason honestly why we are as successful right now as we right. are just because she does so much stuff. So we work together. We live together, and uh, our our relationship is better now than it was even back then. Shout as out to Shanda. Yeah, Shout out to real. Shanda. That's what I was going to say. Nah, <laughs> Honestly, She's the real Behind MVP. every strong man is a strong woman. Absolutely. I feel you. She's I feel done. you. She, I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I would be uh, silly for me to sit here and say it's all because of me. No. There's a lot of things that have taken place and a lot of people that have – poured into for my business the community the people in the community just i mean put us out there yeah. all the time oh yeah it's uh but shand is really the the main reason why we've been able to do what we've that's done. a beautiful thing man I, I think you should consider yourself blessed and i'm sure you do truly um and i'm glad that i'm glad that you uh you got that connection with your son and with the other kids and that's a beautiful thing so larry um as long as i've known you you've been a hustler you've been getting it um <laughs> every time i call you you're like i'm here i'm there i'm everywhere and um you also have you have an amazing story and i want to i don't want you to you don't have to sit here and tell us your whole life story um but your story is littered with adversity um and it's also you know the we talked about the merger that you guys are making one of the reasons that this merger is happening is because you realized you were struggling with this work-life balance thing so I want you to start from when you decided to go into business for yourself, maybe a little bit before that. What were you doing before that? And then talk about what your mindset was when you first went into business and trying to we'll connect that to how you got to the point where you are now. Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, great to be here. Um, man, I was trying to think back that far. but <laughs> <laughs> So I was working in a plant in Beaumont, and uh, I just found out I had my daughter. Uh, well, I just got custody of her. She was 22 months old. Um, so that was just a massive um, awakening for me, knowing I was single 36 years, now I got a daughter. 
Right. And so I had to readjust everything, and, and I was driving dropping her off at my folks' house at about 4 in the morning and then driving to Beaumont to be at the gate to right. get into the plant. And I did that for a little while, and I was like, man, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't have time with her. Yeah. And so I, I just started a roofing company. My mom needed um, a roofer she could trust, and she was a realtor. And um, Push that mic to your right a little bit because okay. you're going to talk into the side of it. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Okay. There we go. And now we uh, now we hear that sultry voice. There it is. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, where was I? Your mom. Oh yeah. Um, and so I just needed time with my daughter, right? Because I just got custody of her, and and so my mom needed needed a roofer, and I, I heard her talking, and I was like, well, they can't be that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. yeah. That's what you all think, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, but but back then though, there wasn't social media, there wasn't nothing. So, you know, it was a grind and, and I just remember losing so much money when I first started and but I was helping my mom and I you know, I had a good crew and anyway and so it just evolved, you know, but I struggled for probably ten of those twelve years that I had my company. Mm-hmm. Um but I had time with my daughter and that was what was important and so you know, not till I uh, moved to Deer Park did really my company just blow up. Yeah, that's that was a crazy thing. Um, Deer Park's it, a great community. In it that is. Aspect. It is, and man, I tell you, I'm just so blessed to to be a part of it and be in it. And um, you, you know, you see that in the businesses, mm-hmm. like um, the local businesses. I mean, they just support each other, and and that's what we're supposed to do: support you know our local you know business and put mm-hmm. money back into the community and stuff. And and so. You know, for me, it's just, um, and then going through cancer, um, that's what really opened my eyes to. Yeah. Uh, just, I can't do this. Well, you had a few near-death experiences, didn't you? Yeah. And, and in 15, I fell off a roof, and I broke all my left side. Oh, my gosh. And it was, you know, that was pretty bad. But then two years later, I got hit by an 18-wheeler, and that was really bad. Yeah. Uh, and that re- he really cleaned my clock in that one. But we, uh, we need to wrap you in bubble wrap, bro. That's what yeah. I told you. <laughs> I oh my gosh! I, I can't. I, I'm just trying to. I'm still trying to wrap my head around when he fell off a roof and broken all that stuff, and then right. he says the 18 wheeler is worse than that. Oh my gosh! It just nonchalantly. Hey, I just fell off and broke everything on my left side, and I got yeah. hit, and you know, yeah. Yeah. You know. it's all good. Yeah. Jeez. But I was just just blessed to be here, yeah. you know, and so and so going through those, you know. But I, I tell you what's crazy is so. You know, it, it got busy in Deer Park when I moved here. But um, in those times of recovering from these accidents, my company was still thriving. And it was the weirdest thing. I didn't, I didn't know how it was. But, I, don't, I mean, God kept it, kept it moving, and, and, you know, because I couldn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, getting, in, getting into Deer Park, and then, you know, he'd approached me a couple years ago. Yeah, Stephen did, and um, but I had my company, and I didn't have cancer, and you know, but kind of going back to what you're. That's saying. when you were clicking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, that main. You night. probably weren't even thinking about slowing down. You wanted to. No, but what I was doing was I was putting everything before my family. Right. You know, and I didn't prioritize everything like I should have, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. and so that's what got me. Yeah. And so, you know, went through some things, and and. And um, and then just talking to him again, we circled back to our, our conversation two years ago. 
And it was just the right time yeah. for me. Because I now I, I know what I did to put me in that position that I yeah. was at where, you know, I almost lost my family. Yeah. And talk uh, about, talk about that a little, t- how did cancer, first of all, put things in perspective for you? Well, and then, and then, um, I mean, you don't have to go into details, but you said, you know, you, you were in danger of losing your family, even yeah. while going through that. Because even when you told me you had cancer, you were still at work every day. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was, it, cancer is just a, it's a weird beast. It yeah. is. I mean, like, you know, falling off the roof was crazy. And, but I knew if I lived, I would heal right. eventually. Getting hit by that 18-wheeler, I knew if I lived, then I would eventually heal. Yeah. Um, still hurt, but I healed. Um, but the cancer is just cancer. It's right. just, you know. And I, you know, you just hate to hear anybody is having to go through that. Because yeah. we've all known somebody or that's Absolutely. been through that. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and so, you know, um, I lost my train of thought. No, I just wanted to, so you said, you know, I wanted to ask you how cancer put things into perspective as far as spending time with your family. Yeah. And so, you know, when I, when I got back, well, so, you know, being cash pay and not having insurance or working for, I was a 1099, not a W2. Mm -hmm. And so I never had insurance. Um, Never really got sick though. And so in 20, uh, January of 20, I was going to try to get insurance for my family. And um, lady came, did all that stuff they do, and that's where the cancer came up. And, right. she, you know, she said, you know, we need to send you here because you're uh, – some look suspicious. And So you found out about the cancer while they were evaluating you for insurance? Yeah. Okay. And so that's kind of how it came about. And um, But then I couldn't get insurance. It was just <laughs> – Right. It was pre-existing. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so it's just been – the whole um, – you know, when you need it, you realize it's hard to get, right? you know, because by the time you need it, it's pre-existing, you know, so that's a whole nother, uh, <laughs> yeah, conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but you know, um, you know, they were able to, to take the cancer out and you know, it, it's gone, they said. And, and so I'm blessed, uh, for that. Um, but it just, it put everything in perspective for me. It's cause it's so fragile. Life is, you know, mm-hmm. and you think you got it, you know, because we were like you said, clicking on all cylinders, and and then that, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh man, and it kind of stops you in your tracks. You realize you're not um, immortal. No, no, <laughs> yeah. you're not no. impervious. I mean, right. you're a guy who survived falling off a roof and getting hit by an eighteen wheeler. So at that point, you're probably like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, what's cancer? What's, <laughs> what's cancer? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many kids do you have, Larry? I've got uh, three. I've got no four. I got my daughter, um, and then three other kids with my wife. Okay. Okay. And, um, so you said it kind of put things into perspective for you because you've been grinding, you've been getting it. Um, at what point in this process did you hit that point where you're like, I got to do something different? Um, well, um, probably when, when my wife left. Mm Mm-hmm. And she had just had enough. But it had been building. You know, it ain't like she just left. Larry, I imagine it's hard to be married to Larry Showalter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I mean that with all the love in the world, man. But, like. I wouldn't wish that would <laughs> Larry Showalter oh, is a, uh, <laughs> it's a machine. Like, it's a, I imagine it's hard to be Larry Showalter's wife. Because. That gives me a headache just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you're all over the community. Everybody knows who you are. And sometimes. 
a woman in that situation, she may feel like, first of all, like I, my identity is Larry Showalter's wife. And then you said you're working. So there's maybe there's distance growing between the two of you. I you know, I could see easily how, you know, when we get comfortable and we get content, sometimes things start slipping away and we don't even realize it. So you were probably, it probably hit you like a ton of lead when she said I'm out. It did. Until you started thinking about it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so like I was saying, and like this has been going, it was going on a, a, over a long period of time, right. and I didn't see it. I thought I was doing everything right. Right. I was working seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. You know, I thought that's I what a woman right. wants, yeah. right? She wants a man yeah. that works, and yeah, you know. <laughs> and so, unbeknownst to me, you know, it's they want your time. Mm-hmm. They don't want, like you were saying earlier, and I get it. I totally get it because I'm like, well, crap, man. It's like, okay, now I got to So everything was on the page. I just had to organize everything right you know and so and it just kind of all goes back to you know why we merged was because i i don't want to make that mistake again Mm -hmm. and so now i don't have to do what i did Mm -hmm. you know and And you got a new lease on life man oh absolutely that's beautiful i mean all the way around i mean you know uh, restored marriage um you know cancer you know um but yeah i mean it's uh won't make that mistake twice. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, a beautiful thing, man. It's not every person learns from their mistakes like that. I was about to say, it's all learning experiences. Yeah. You yeah. could have easily blamed everything on your wife, on your kids. On I mean, even at 63, it's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 53. <laughs> <laughs> 53, baby. 53. Man. I was about to say, dang, you look good for 63. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's why I wanted you on the show, though, man, and, and you too, because you guys – you know, maybe it took you a while to figure it out, it but did. you guys have figured out a system that works for you and you having your wife involved in your business. Um, I'm working on it. I'm yeah. Not, oh, know. it's definitely a work That's, in progress. Uh, it's got, yeah, it's, yeah. It, you're, I hope, Larry, until the day they put you in the ground, you're probably going to be working on it. And with the yeah. day you stop working on it is the day you messed up. And I, oh, yeah. I feel the same way. So I have a lot of time. Um, I work a half-year schedule now. I work a DuPont schedule. So there's a lot of, now, you know, my teenagers, they're getting older. You guys have teenagers, man. We could, we need to have a whole nother podcast on that shit. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> but, I got you two know, dogs and two cats. Hey, you, 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 you <laughs> can join the show. You can join the show. I'll give you one of my kids. I'm just saying like, Let's so on my, when I'm, just the best. my days off where I really need to focus <laughs> on is probably spending more time with my wife more so than my kids, but I still want to you know, my kids are getting to that age where I'm about to have to let them go. And so I'm trying to teach them, you know, as much as I can with this limited amount of time to try to prepare them for that hammer that's coming (laughs) when they step out into the real world. Um, and so for me now, you know, I, I I can tell you right now, I got a little bit content when my schedule changed to when I was home more, Mm -hmm. but what am I doing with the time that while I'm home am I, Yes, I'm home, but am I still spending time with the kids? It's easy to get locked into a routine. You take them to school, you pick them up, you take them to practice, you pick them up from practice, you know, you see your wife, you guys figure out who's doing dinner, who's not, and you get into these routines, and you forget to spend not just time, but quality time, you know? If I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with, you know, I'm watching TV, my wife's face is in her phone, and she's looking at TikTok videos, are we really spending quality time together, you know? And, I mean, I work, um, you know, anywhere from 50, sometimes more hours a week. She works 
she's on salary, but she's, I mean, she's always working whether she's here or at home. And it's easy to lose track of those things because you're trying to do the grind. You're trying to get the bills paid. You're trying to make sure the lights stay on and hell, maybe even go on a vacation and, and do some other things too. And, you know, (laughs) I I have kids, so I don't get to really buy myself anything. You guys know how that goes. Um, (laughs) All our money. Except for this podcast room. Uh, (laughs) This podcast room was a joint effort by many people. (laughs) I didn't do it by myself. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think I was in my, I'm fortunate that I had kind of had this epiphany in my late twenties. So I've tried to take advantage of this time, but we can always do better. That's what I was saying. We should always work more. I am, I'm just stuck in that everlasting cycle of guilt when I'm working. Mm. Oh, well, I, I should be cleaning or I right. should be hanging out with my kids. And when I'm with my kids, I'm like, oh, I got another text from my client. Like, I should probably be doing this. Yeah. And it's just nonstop. No matter what I'm doing, I feel like it's not right. Mm. And right. that mm-hmm. is a terrible feeling. So how so. are you navigating that? Are you still trying to? Every day is different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any. I mean, you do it. the hardest job on the planet, and you have a job, so it's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there, Nick. I, I like that. That was good. That was good. It's it's hard. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not downplaying it. Being a mom is hard, and I know. Like, and I, 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 I'm thankful that what you contribute to this podcast, like you have contributed so much to this podcast, and I know that it's probably not. You know, you're not just have nothing to do, just sitting around like, oh, I guess I'll work on the podcast. Hey, like, well, we call it podcast therapy for a reason, all right? Y'all are yeah, me. Yeah, I know you're probably having to take some time out of your day and set it aside and work on your headlines or make this social media yeah, post. Sure. So I really appreciate that. And I, I tell, you know, I hope you know the same for you, Josh. Like, I know, um, but this is therapy for us. This is where we get to kind of sit down and rehash okay, this is what I've done right, this is what I've done wrong, and maybe I get some advice from Josh or Larry or Steven. Or, and that's why I love this platform so much, so we can have these type of discussions. So I was going to say, so if I'm hearing this correctly, it sounds like the answer to a healthy work-life balance is having a good team. Yes. Ooh. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And that team starts at home. Um, well, I, I want to, before I lose my train of thought, there was one thing that Larry said that's, really spoken to me this whole time mm-hmm. is what he was talking about earlier when he was working in the plants and y'all know me in this room. Some of the listeners may not know me personally, but I used to work in a plant before I started doing this. I don't have right. any kids. I, I guess you can say fortunate or unfortunate, but I, I as well did the same thing where I got tired of working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And in, in Larry's case, the, the time that he was taken away from was his daughter. Right. In my case, it was my wife. Exactly. We were just freshly married. And the thing Larry said that really spoke to me, he said, when he quit, he didn't have the money, but he had the time with his daughter. Yeah. So it was no longer the measurement of the money that he was making. It was the yes. measurement of the time he was spending with his daughter was worth more than that money. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I think, that, I think that is something that's really lost in our society right now. What is the definition of success to you? Exactly. Is it exactly how much you have, what you have, the things you have, your status, um, or is it that you're a man who takes care of his family and has a good relationship with his kids and his wife, and hmm. you know she's not running around behind your back because you're out at work every day? Like, 
What's, what's your definition of success? Yeah. And for some people, their definition of success is the money. They don't care. Like, yeah. um, and they feel like their family should be grateful because they've provided them with things and with money and security. <laughs> well, and you'll notice those are the first people that usually will start suffering from home life problems, depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those are the Absolutely. first people that start suffering from that. Yeah. And it starts with, uh, it's probably a lack of um, self-confidence. Yeah. Needing something to build that confidence. And so, well, like I said, in our society, you're yeah. kind of trained from a young age. And people who are good at their jobs or, you know, if they're good at being um, a housewife or good at, you know, whatever it is, you tend to cling to those things because mm-hmm. that's, you know, you get the most, it's most rewarding because you're right. good at it. You feel good about it. Yeah. So it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would say, I mean, my wife's wonderful at what she does. And sometimes she struggles and kind of catches herself. And she's like, oh, my God, like I need I need some work life balance. And she's yeah. she's literally told me that before. And um, you just you don't even realize it. You know, you two weeks go by and you realize, like, I haven't had a real conversation with my wife in two weeks. Oh, for other real? than like, what's for dinner? Uh, <laughs> are you taking the kids to school? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, another thing, too, is that this is not something that. It's a light switch. It doesn't flip and it's automatically changed. It's something you're always working on. Yeah. I, as as we are recording right now, I I struggle with that. Yeah. Is hmm. no between you're late wife, for date night with your wife already. And I know exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I'm talking. You know, it, it, it's something it's that a you're special always special date night. <laughs> Ten it's years. What? Ten years. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Been together for ten years. Josh is going to come back single next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Our next episode is about divorce. And no. But but it's something that All right, man, I got looking. you. <laughs> his, his wife is texting him like, what's up? Where right, you at? It's Wednesday's date night, bro. So. Yeah. So that's one thing that, that I appreciate about Steven that uh, I never knew. I mean, I, you know, just getting to know him. Is that like him and his wife make time for date nights. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love I it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I told my wife that, and she was like, what? <laughs> yeah. You always got a court, man. That's my wife and I do it on occasion. We don't do it as much as we should. Yeah, but we it's don't definitely force date nights, but, you know, we've got motorcycles, and obviously that's something we don't do with the kids. Right. And so when we're out riding, and, you know, we feel like ourselves. Mm-hmm. We leave work, leave the kids behind, and it's just mm-hmm. us. So riding is... That's our thing. And I think as long as you've got a thing, yeah. you're good. It is cool. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And um, I'm I'm very happy for both of you, especially you, Larry, because I know you were going through some struggles. And you're never too you're never too old to, to figure stuff out, man. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and learn. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you know, and that's the thing is um, you know, just making those adjustments where, you know, now it's like that's a priority to me is my family yeah, and not so much work, you know? So, I mean, it's still going to work, but you know, it's just, you know, the balance was just yeah. super way off. Well, I really appreciate your humility and first of all, realizing like I, I need to fix something oh. and, and you figure that out and you're doing it, man. And I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of the both of you for joining together and doing this upscale roofing thing. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Oh no, I already know that. Like I have no doubt about that. We just got to figure out a way to, you know, get you guys signed in the studio somewhere, man. Well, you already have three clients sitting right here in this room, so. <laughs> if, if Absolutely. Keep it up. Absolutely. I think you guys are off to a good start just by being who you are, man. So congratulations again. And um, thanks, Nick. Thanks for coming in and, and, and telling your guys' story. I know I kept you guys a little late, 
So I'm going to get you out of here. Um, Are we going to do a specialty segment really quick? That is completely up to you. Who brought dad jokes? Did anybody bring dad jokes? I got some. You say bad or dad? Dad. Oh. You just got those. You got those in the back of your head. Bad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, dad. Did anybody? Do we want to do that? Okay. First of all, run a myriad mobile ad real quick. And then uh, let's figure out what we're going to do. Hey, guys, it's Nick Stevenson again. Here to tell you about my friend Brian Wells and his mobile welding and mobile mechanic service, Myriad Mobile. Brian has been welding for over 20 years, and he will let his work speak for itself. Welding repairs, whether they're industrial or residential, wrought iron fencing, he can repair that old rusty fence and repaint it, or he'll even build you a new one. Oh, and in case you missed it, that's right. I also said that Brian offers mobile mechanic services. You need a part change? Your brakes or your oil change? Why not do it from the comfort of your own home? Myriad Mobile will come to you. So whether it's an industrial or residential welding repair, or you need a new fence, or you don't want to drive or have your car towed to the mechanic shop, then call my friend Brian Wells at Myriad Mobile. The number to call is 713-538-6938. That's 713-538-6938. Myriad Mobile, welding and car repair. Tell them that Nick from the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast sent you. Hold on to your stitches. <laughs> it's time for dad jokes. All right, we're going to do this real quick. A little dad joke contest. Um, it's going to be Smells Like Middle Age Spirit Podcast versus Upscale Roofing. Ooh. <laughs> I'm on Upscale Roofing. <laughs> All right. Um, Our quality's through the roof. Let's do like two or three each and see how that goes. Is, was that the catchphrase? Is, that, is, that, the, is that's, that it? That's the catchphrase. Oh, I it? like it. Wait, wait, wait. What, what was it again? Our quality is through the roof. Uh, Upscale roofing. Our quality is through the roof. There's your voiceover right there. Boom. I got it for you, man. We need a commercial. Let me know. Okay. Are you guys prepared to do this? So this is how it's going to go. You're going to tell your dad joke to Steven. Okay. Neither one of you can laugh. If you laugh, it's a point against you. I'm already laughing. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to tell our jokes to each other if we laugh. And whoever gets the fewest laughs wins the game. All right. You going first? Yeah. All right. Here's Larry. Steven, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? I do not know. You follow the Fresh Prince. <gasps> <laughs> I think Josh used that one last time. You gave him your old dad jokes? No, I didn't use that one. All right. Cool. You ready? Ready. Right, you go first. Okie dokie. Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? Great food, no atmosphere. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> Does that count? You're counting that? Jeez, that was laugh, Naomi. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> the, the producer right. says it was a laugh. It was a all right. Boom. All right. One Steven? To I got to check myself. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Larry, what does a bee use to brush its hair? I don't know. A honeycomb. <laughs> Good job. That was tough. You ready? Ready. What kind of plants go in the bathroom? Uh-oh. What kind? Toilet trees. <laughs> 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 
Yes. Don't laugh. No, they, they laugh first. So we. we I, I was about to say that was afterwards. That was afterwards. I, You're really not supposed to laugh at all. But okay. I can't not laugh. <laughs> that one was good. Hit that music continue button. Oh man, that was good. Yeah, music I got continue. I got you. You got, okay. I, got you. I laugh at everything. It's all good. All right, let's do one more each. Okay. Here, Larry. It's Larry's turn. It's one apiece, right? It's a tie game. Tie game. He cheated. <laughs> hey, I. That that was great. That was a pretty good one. That's almost like the stick one. <laughs> Steven, singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. That was good. I didn't even see that one on there. That was a good one. I'm going to think about that every single time I get soap in my mouth from oh, now that's on. That's awesome. <laughs> soap opera. Dang. All right, Naomi. All right. It's on you. If, if you laugh, if okay. you laugh, okay, I got you got to play one more. Oh, okay, I got this. Okay. What do sprinters eat before a race? What? Nothing. They fast. <clears throat> <laughs> That was quality, but I did not laugh. Sweet. That was good. That was good. That was, that was good. All right, Steven. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> smells like Miller's Spirit Podcast is losing, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, All right, Larry. You got to do one more, <laughs> Naomi? <laughs> she wants to do one more. <laughs> all right, we'll do three if we can hurry. All right. You got to get to time. Larry, what do you call cheese that isn't yours? I don't know. Nacho cheese. <clears throat> Very good quality dad joke. <laughs> Naomi, what did the Chinese twins call their rap group? Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't know. know. Two Changs. <laughs> On the next episode of oh, Smells Like the Mother Spirit, is that racist? <laughs> I didn't say chinks. I said Changs. Changs. <laughs> Their last name is Chang. Two Changs. Two Changs. That was funny. That was good. Does that count as a laugh? I spit. I don't know if I laugh. Okay. You let's all let's all do one more. All one right. more. All, all right. Sudden death. <clears throat> sudden death. Ooh. Your best one. <laughs> you didn't hit the continued music button. I did. It's already over. It's supposed to loop. Oh. If you hit continue, it'll loop. Did it not loop? Nope. I'll check it later. <laughs> You'd be messing with my buttons. It's okay. A little behind the curtains of the Smells Like Millie Square podcast. All right. While Larry's looking, I'm going to go. All right. What's the difference between a joke and three dicks? What? <laughs> what? Your mom can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Contest goes to Nick. Drop the mic. That was beautiful. I like that one. I'm sorry. Should we even go? I on? was like, that's not even a dad joke, but I saw it. I was like, totally that, not a dad joke. that is funny. I like that one. <laughs> My son asked me before I left the house, hey, Dad, am I going to be able to listen to this podcast? I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry, son. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. We'll do the kid friendly version next time. We'll just put a beep on it. 
You got one, Larry? Yeah. You guys each go one more time. <clears throat> Steven, a skeleton walks into a bar and says, Hey, bartender, I'll have a beer and a mop. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't uh, know if it was the joke or Larry's like, He's like, that was it. I'm off. Yeah. I didn't even get the punchline. He was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, oh, sh- I got it. Oh, All right. All right. What happens when you go to the bathroom in France? European. I already knew. <clears throat> That's the one I was literally laughing at. I, that, was, that was gold. Gold. Get it? All right. Steven's going Steven's right. to get us out of here. Last one. All right. All right. All right. All right. Larry, why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Ooh. Because then it would be a foot. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to laugh until Naomi did. I can't help it. Oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was dad jokes. That's Brought good, to you by like, Myriad Mobile. See, yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> Just skip my joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was dad jokes. Brought to you by Myriad Mobile. Uh, thank you, everybody, who tuned in today. Larry, Steven, once again, thank you for... Not only being here, but just as your support of the show in general. You guys are part of the squad. Um, we're winding down this season. This season, we had a few bumps in the road, man, but we're still excited about new- next season, and we hope you guys will still be rocking with us. Man, y'all rock, bro. I, I, I appreciate it so much. Um, we had a great time. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now, whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify, maybe you listen on Apple, Google, I don't know, YouTube channel, go down to the description there's going to be a little link there, and it says tip jar. If you enjoyed the show, you can click that link, or you can go to the Smells Like Middle Spirit Podcast.com. Down at the bottom by the links, there's also a tip jar link there. Um, look, man, this podcast, we're trying to get it to generate some revenue so that we can keep bringing you content on a regular basis. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a little something, something. You know, we appreciate anything you can leave, um, and we promise you it's going to go right back into the podcast so we can continue bringing you the content that you love and uh don't forget to go to the spirit swag store it's open now again get you some merch uh so you can represent your favorite podcast in style oh yeah and uh yeah naomi did a fantastic job on that store as well so oh, yeah. i'll get you some t-shirts uh winter time's coming the fall's coming so get you some hoodies and some sweaters got a nice um letterman jacket in there too there's some good stuff in there nice. so go represent go represent um is there anything else you guys want to add before i get us out of here did you remember to do the video ads while we were talking? I did, actually. Good job. Um, I'm not real sure the space. No, so, that's fine. As long as you got them all in. So those of you that saw it, I, I did great. I Can just, we give Josh Beard a hand? This was his first time uh, with, the new, with the new setup, and uh, he's the best producer in podcasting. I say it all the time. <coughs> and, the, uh, only, the only pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to next week already, guys. So I'm going to get us out of here for our special guests, Larry Showalter and Stephen Terry um, of Upscale Roofing now. Congratulations on that once again. I'm going to get us out. My name's Nick Stevenson. And I'm Naomi Richardson, and we will catch you next time. Good night.
listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to visit spiritswagstore.com for everything you need to rep your favorite podcast in style. Thank you.